0: Welcome to What Really Matters. Here, we introduce you to different stories on the ground where social entrepreneurs are making an impact.
1: From delivering renewable energy to creating locally driven job opportunities. We explore innovative enterprises off the beaten track, showing that there is no one size to tackling today's most pressing issues.
0: This week, We are excited to introduce you to a group of young techies right here in KL. They're working on an app to revolutionize girls' participation in school.
1: The idea came to them when the students, refugees from Somalia and Libya, wondered why there were so many more boys than girls in their classes.
0: What they discovered was that there were more girls who wanted to come to school, but they were frequently held back by household duties. childcare, cooking, someone needing an escort to a clinic.
1: So, they saw a practical solution. Provide a volunteer to stand in for that girl. This way the family's needs are taken care of, as are the girls.
0: With that app concept, they've already received seed money and are working towards launching it this summer. We'll let them explain more.
1: We're hanging out at a neighborhood park in KL, where a group of students are kicking around a football. It's mostly for show, as our videographer needs some B-roll of the kids playing together. Normally, the boys play by themselves, and the girls, well, they've only begun playing recently. And when you wanted to play football here, did the boys help you, or did you have to convince them to let them play football?
2: So at first they were like, uh, doubt like can girl really play football?" So they would say like, "Ah, they don't even know how to kick the ball," <laughs> which was true. Like it was our first time. But but then after like um, we won the FIFA Cup, like we won like the second place. So they actually were super surprised. And after that, they start to believe in us. They start to believe that like, girls can really actually play football. And. They even, t- I mean, tell their friends and all. So they're really, like, now they are very big support for us.
0: It's not just their male classmates they've had to win over. Societal pressures discourage girls from playing any sport.
2: So um, in our community, unfortunately, they are not equal, uh, like, equal support, because they think that girls, um, like, are not good as boys, like, in uh, like, physically. and. Um, we play football like for practice. It's after school, so we we like we go back home at around nine, uh, like eight. Um, the big problem in this is that you know girls are not supposed to go outside uh, at nighttime at all. Um, they supposed, I mean, they supposed to cook for their siblings and take care of them. So this was a really big challenge for us, uh, which I don't think like boys face that.
1: The reality of bending to different expectations and demands for girls versus boys is not new for Abira Abdullah Mualim Abidine and her female classmates. As they age, they've taken on more domestic responsibility, even as they attempt to do well and finish high school.
0: Their male counterparts, however, are just waking up to this reality.
3: Uh, We were studying development in in a chapter that was... uh, more like in gender equality. When we learn more about gender equality, we got shocked to find out the fact that we didn't know before.
1: Salam Ahmed Hussein is a student at Fuji School, started by Deborah Henry, that provides classes to some of the 41,000 registered child refugees in Malaysia. It's one of many schools across Malaysia, providing education to students who don't have access to the Malaysian school system due to their legal status.
0: Abdi Salam, who goes by Salam, remembers there being just two girls in that class, compared with eight boys. He had always assumed the reason for this imbalance was because girls were lazier, less intelligent, or simply uninterested in pursuing education.
1: As they read more about the opportunities that they as boys received compared with the girls, they wanted to find out more. So they approached the school's headmaster, Jessica Champion, to see about conducting their own research.:
3: uh, At first, we went out to map the community, and then next time we went out to ask questions, to know more details why this was happening. And we have a lot of elders in our community which believe that uh, they believe that girls shouldn't have the rights. To, to go to school or to not get educated because of their beliefs or what they believe. Uh, right, we, right, we have some, some of our community members that are in early marriage. So that makes it difficult for them. They can come to school and take care of a family at the same time.
0: From those conversations, The boys began seeking ways to support their female classmates, even starting up a group called Stand Up Project. It began with them championing for girls to also have an opportunity to play football, which led to the school providing food, clothing, and even renting a field.
1: Next, they wanted to help girls attend and stay in school. There were plenty of initiatives to increase girls' participation, but the numbers were still slow to catch up. They realized it wasn't enough just to change people's perception of what opportunities girls should have. There was still the obstacle of families needing assistance in their homes. If the daughter went to school, who would take the sick relative to the hospital, or cook food for all her younger siblings?
0: So the boys thought up an app which would offer up champions or volunteers. They would do any number of tasks, from buying groceries to cleaning, and it would be entirely free for the users. They invited the Somali, Yemeni, and Libyan refugee communities to weigh in again.
3: Uh, actually, we, we had a session with them where we invited them to our school and then asked them why the girls don't come to school. And they gave us the same responses. And we introduced them to this idea about the app and they really liked it they said if you could do this then we don't need our girls to stay at home
1: and were they okay with that idea the idea of maybe having a stranger come into their home and help them
3: no well actually they they were they were demanding whether they would have a boy or a girl like they said we can't have like If if I'm a lady, I don't want a boy to come to my house or do cleaning or cook for me or take me to the hospital. They said we feel uncomfortable.
1: Other families said they were more comfortable with a guy showing up. Based upon this new round of discussions, the students decided that champions will arrive in pairs. One guy and one gal. Young adults from the refugee communities to ease worries about strangers entering families' homes. Not everyone was sold on the idea, but an encouraging percentage said they would consider using the app.
0: We asked Bashir Mabruk what drove him to get involved.
3: Because we believe that girls can do greater things, so we had to step up more and more. And we're looking for better chances for
1: them. Those better chances for them translate into better chances for the community around the girls. By educating one girl, it builds her capacity to earn a better income and financially take care of not just herself, but also her family. That means increasing the odds of more people gaining better access to education, health care, and other necessities. The champion model also seeks to recognize the domestic work that goes underappreciated, both in and outside of refugee communities. By bringing young men into the homes, to do traditional women's work, it also trains them to hopefully become more active in their own households.
0: As for the team, which has expanded to include girls, it also serves as a way to capacity build the members. Each one takes turn leading or thinking about finances, development, and other components of the app project. Fatima Abdirahim Abubakar explains why she got involved.
2: We are involved in this project to help the girls to access the school and help the community to see the good side of letting girls do what they want and participate in sports. And being a social entrepreneur means that we take the risk and the effort to create positive change in the community through this project.
1: They say their initial hope is that about 250 refugee families Will use the app. In return for their service, the champions, who will go through rigorous training, will be rated and awarded points.
2: For example, if uh, like everyone like start to use, I mean, I mean the champions themselves, if they uh, they will get more points, like um, so that the parents also like know, and they're just like, oh, this person has like a lot of points, so it's trusted, and let's call that person.
0: The student entrepreneurs are hoping businesses will partner with them to provide discounts on transportation, food, and other popular items. Champions will also be able to cash their points in at a local youth-led hub with four to five rooms, lockers, and plenty of big windows. It'll offer classes, entertainment, a cafe, and a place to gather before being tapped to volunteer. Initial funding is being made possible Through the Open IDEO Challenge and a half a million dollar grant known as the DFAT Innovation Exchange, it will provide a base for the app developers and volunteer champions. Revenue earned through the hub will subsidize operational expenses for the app. Organizers concede that the app is a high-risk venture, so they're tying the hub to it.
4: The PSU Hub is a youth-led education and leadership model for empowering refugee youth to become what we like to call trusted leaders or community champions within their community uh, as a means for change. And the model, which was co-designed by a youth team, is meant to be a platform for youth to lead by example on issues of gender equality, improving access to quality education, uh, as well as promoting good health and well-being.
1: That's Jessica Champion the headmaster of the school. While the students are still the visionaries behind the app idea, Jessica acts as a hands-on mentor. The targeted launch date is this fall, but there is still a lot to do. While a space has been identified and leased, it still needs to be furnished. Suppliers and corporate sponsors still need to be contacted. Champions need to be recruited and trained, and the app itself needs to be developed and marketed.
0: In the meantime, the grant money covers stand-up until March of 2019. During that time, organizers hope to figure out a more sustainable business model, including finding grants to scale up. Ideally, they'd like to see this app used in other refugee communities, in urban areas and camps to bring about a larger sense of responsibility to tackling gender equality.
3: We We want people to use it globally. But now we're just working on the community. So if it works here, it will work somewhere else, for sure. Hopefully.
1: But success for the organizers won't just be about how many people download the app or whether it becomes popular in other communities. They still need to see the correlation that girls are showing up and participating more because of the app and the hub.
4: The app is one vehicle, one tool that we will use within the hub model to help remove barriers to girls having equal access to education and learning opportunities, um, and that we will look at in terms of how we measure success. But more broadly, we're looking to see that more young people, particularly girls, are studying um, in emergency situations, and that young people within communities are supporting girls and young women to be able to do so by changing community norms through their actions as, as trained community champions.
1: You just heard from the very talented students at Fuji School here in KL. These entrepreneurs demonstrate that it's never too early to start thinking about innovative ways to solve problems and that the best ideas often originate from within any given community. On our next episode, we dive into the world of ecotourism in Sabah. The trendy buzzword is becoming increasingly popular among global adventure seekers who want to travel more conscientiously. As we hike into the Crocker Range with Lukai Lukai Tours, the business owner, Johan, explains that his social enterprise considers much more than the impact to the local habitat. The What Really Matters podcast is a collaboration between EFM of Global Entrepreneurship Movement and Energy Action Partners. It's produced by Teresa Krug, Adam Hamsani, and Jin Liu. Our theme song is by Joaquin Karud.
0: Our sound engineers are Muhammad Ayman and Arif Liu.
1: Find us on ESM Live. For more information, you can email us at tkrug at enactpartners.org.